0: An experience
3: on VSIN, the sports betting network. It is a Greg Peterson experience, right here on Vsin, the sports betting network, and we've got tremendous next three hours coming up for you. As got a lot of baseball that's going down right now, and we've got a game that's coming up in ten minutes. I'll be hitting upon that in a minute first. Just want to introduce what we've all got. As in the second hour of the show, we're going to be talking some NBA with John Von Tobel. He is our NBA guru over here at Vison. He also does the show The Edge, which you're able to hear Monday through Friday. Does a terrific job there. That's going to be coming up 8:15 p.m. Pacific time out there on the East Coast, 11:15 p.m. So going to have some fun there. Right now we've got the Stanley Cup playoffs going on with the Avalanche and the Oilers duking it out. Currently we are in the second intermission and. Last check, it was the Avalanche up by a count of two to one. So got a little bit of an in-game total that has fallen a little bit as, you know, remember what game one wanted providing us. And right now, if you're looking at an in-game total, you're finding a five and a half with a whole lot of under juice right now. And with the Colorado Avalanche currently in the lead right now, they're alive, a little bit north of a $3 favorite in a lot of spots. Right now, you're finding them at 370 and at DraftKings. So that's where we stand with regards to that game. We're also going to be taking a look at what we're going to be getting for the rest of the NBA finals as well. We're going to do that with John in the second hour. I'm going to hit on that a little bit myself as well. Take a look also at what we're going to be getting on the MLB card for Sunday as well, because we're starting to get to towards the end of these playoffs with the NBA playoffs. They're going to be done within the next few weeks. You've got the NHL playoffs coming to a head as well. So lots of baseball during the summer, and then we wind up getting prepared for all forms of football with regards to college football, NFL as well. So we're sort of having that changing of the sports calendar, for lack of a better term. But how about if we wind up taking a look at the game that is going to be going off in Major League Baseball here in about eight or so minutes. So you've got time to get in on this. And if you don't wind up getting in your bet within the next few minutes, there's always in-game options as well as we do wind up going 965-966. The New York Metropolitans they hit the road. They're facing off against the LA Dodgers with Walker Buehler going for the Dodgers and David Peterson. Might I say, great name going for the New York Mets. Total on this game, eight and a half. You're going to find the juice varying a little bit, and with the Dodgers, find them right in that pocket of anywhere between minus 175, minus 180, seeing the high mark of minus 190, and with the Mets, you're going to be finding them anywhere between plus 160 and plus 165. I really need a closer to a right around about a buck 80 or so. To be able to take a shot here on the Mets. I needed officially a plus 184, so this one falling a little bit short. And if you're looking at the run line, which I want to take it, I needed at least a plus 105 to be able to take a shot on the Dodgers. Most places have this right around a plus 110 still, so if you're able to find a plus 110 on laying run and half with the Dodgers. I think that that's relatively solid value. You also do have some interest here if you're looking from a little bit of a player prop perspective because Trey Turner. He has been riding a massive hit streak. You also have Paul Goldschmidt going into this game as well. He wound up having his hit streak come to an end game, one of the doubleheader between the Cardinals and the Cubs. And looking at game two, by the way, that is seven to 7-7. Seven. That is in the bottom of the seventh inning. But in terms of what we've been seeing with regards to Trey Turner, he's, I believe, now on a 26-game game Hit streak, if I'm not mistaken, and Goldschmidt was on the 25-game hit streak. So it has been pretty ridiculous to take a look at what he's been able to do this season. And when it comes to the LA Dodgers, it seems like the offense is starting to wake up a little bit more. Cody Bellinger is back and full, though. You really don't want to be banking on Cody Bellinger doing too much. He wound up having a rough spring training. He's had a rough season in general, so that's not necessarily been too terrific. I wouldn't encourage like a Trey Turner to be able to hit a home run or anything like that, but. If you're looking at any sort of a Trey Turner prop, his over-under with regards to hits is 1.5. You're finding it at a plus 200. Honestly, if you're looking for a little bit of a nibble, I don't think that that's necessarily the worst value there. I would be trying to take a look at maybe more or less over-under 1.5 bases because then you wind up having yourself the little bit of production with regards to a walk, but this guy has been able to get on in every single game, and he's one of the more, in my opinion, underrated players in all baseball because we all remember the Max Scherzer deal from last season with the LA Dodgers everyone was focused on Scherzer but I mean Trey Turner does a great job of being able to steal some bases does a solid job out there in the field in my opinion just a steady Eddie guy that really deserves a little bit more love than he has wound up getting and when it comes to this New York Mets bullpen hasn't been great hasn't been terrible thus far this season and for the Dodgers you do want to be mindful that this has been a bullpen that Hasn't been too terrific this year. And a big reason why. It's not necessarily their own fault. But Blake trying being out of the fold. That has hurt them a little bit. And even with their trials and tribulations. This is still an LA Dodgers team. that They're going to get the top five. With regards to bullpen ERA. Meanwhile with the Mets. They wind up losing their own loop in the offseason. Miguel Castro. He is now with the New York Yankees. So that has been a little bit of a tough situation. And I know that James Salinas and Brady Cannon were talking about this. I would say about 30-35 minutes ago. With the Mets. Do you start to maybe fade the team a little bit more because they have been dealing with so many injuries when it comes to starting rotation? Jacob DeGrom is throwing as many pitches as I am. you got Tyler McGill now on the injured list. You've been dealing with a little bit of an ailment also to Max Scherzer. He's probably going to be out until right around the All-Star break. So even though the Mets right now, they clock in number nine in terms of bullpen ERA, those innings are going to start to add up. They've had to use someone like a Steven Ngosic in terms of the bullpen as well. And it's really interesting. Take a look at their division odds right now at at BetMGM. Right now, you're finding that $5, they are actually the biggest favorite out of all these divisions. So, I think that the shortest favorite should be the Milwaukee Brewers are actually tied with the LA Dodgers right now. I do think that the Cardinals are at the very minimum alive to be able to take that NL Central. The only problem is with the NL West, it's a little bit more competitive because the Giants may have been able to play some solid baseball. The Arizona Diamondbacks aren't going to win the division, but at the very least, they've been able to give a spirited effort unlike the other teams out there in the NL Central, though. We've got to give our credit to the Pittsburgh Pirates. If you want to take them this week against the LA Dodgers, was able to net you quite a bit of money. And I know that I had quite a few people asking me, if you wanted to just take the money line on the Pirates and you just rolled it over, what would you be able to get? And I actually want to do the math. If you wanted getting, say, plus $3 in that first game of the Pirates between plus 270, plus 275 in game two, and right around plus 220 to plus 225, in terms of game three with the Pittsburgh Pirates, if you just took the money line for $100 and you rolled it over in all three of those games, you got the numbers that I wanted just laying out there, you would have turned $100 into right around $4,800. So it just goes to show you that some of these underdogs are able to pay big in baseball. And- I mean, overall for the year, underdogs have won 40.5% of games, so you never want to be undermining that. I do, though, think that this is a relatively good get right spot for the Dodgers. Walker Bieler has been struggling a little bit at home this year. He's got north of a 4 ERA in LA. His swing and miss stuff has been down a little bit more, but I do think that this is a relatively solid spot he's going up against. A Mets team that they've got only really two guys in the starting lineup that's sitting below at 255. They've got out there a little bit of a backup catcher situation, so that is going to hurt their lineup a little bit, but said it's been a very solid team, but you have to wonder if there's going to be a little bit of regression with them as well because this is a Mets team that right now they lead the league in terms of infield singles. And a little bit of this is because they did wind up adding a little bit of speed, like Starling Marte. He is one of the best base stealers out there in baseball. You got guys like Brandon Nemo that do a solid job of BL reach base. So I don't think that it's completely coincidental. Just the fact that they are leading the league by so much. That is a little bit of a question mark that I wind up having. And for David Peterson, he's been able to do a relatively solid job when he's had stability. You may recall he had a, shall we say, relatively bad 2021 season. A lot of this is because, and this is something that you want to take a look at with regards to your handicapping as well. It might not wind up standing out with regards to a stat sheet, a spreadsheet, anything like that. But these guys, uh, they wind up going from, like, starter to the bullpen, back to being a starter, back to being a bullpen. And then you wind up having maybe a start that winds up getting pushed back three days, like I remember with David Peterson, Last season, he had, like, three straight rainouts. It's like Murphy's Law. You wind up getting prepped up. You're all ready to go that day, and typically when you wind up getting pushed back one day, it affects you a little bit, but, I mean, imagine being ready to go, being ready to do your job for three straight days. Three straight days, you wind up getting called in due to the weather or something like that, and then you have to be ready to go and it's not one of these things where you're, like, just punching numbers into a spreadsheet like I wind up doing with regards to my baseball handicapping. It's actual physical labor that winds up not being necessarily the most terrific thing in the world, so I do think that David Peterson was a little bit of a victim of bad circumstance last season, but I still do take a look at it, and I do think that this is a Dodgers lineup that should be able to get to him a little bit more, so I do like the Dodgers on the run line in this spot. When it comes to the total of 8.5, I think it's at a little bit too high. I do think that Peterson is doing for a little bit of aggression, but I do think that also with it being the nighttime out there in L.A. as well, ball's going to be flying a little bit less than during the daytime. You notice it a lot with these West Coast ballparks, so I like this eight and a half under and I do like the Dodgers laying run and a half getting the plus 10 plus plus one ten that we're seeing right now at DraftKings. And if you're just taking a look around the diamond as well, we have got a couple other games that are in progress. I mentioned it with regards to the St. Louis Cardinals and the Chicago Cubs double dip game one wound up going the way of the Chicago Cubs, by the way, that was a relative pick game. You wound up seeing Mr. Schwarmer and company being able to get the job done by a kind of six of one game two currently. On a little bit of an under trajectory, but things can wind up going haywire in a hurry in Major League Baseball. It is three to three top of the eighth inning as you wound up having Andre Palante get his first career start for the St Louis Cardinals and Mr. Killian wound up being able to hit them out for the Chicago Cubs. Both guys wound up doing a relatively solid job, so this one is very much hanging in the balance. We wound up seeing the second ever game after nine innings be zero to zero in Coors field yesterday. Are we going to wind up getting another one? It's zero to zero, top of the fourth inning, out there in it, out there in Colorado with the Atlanta Braves and the Colorado Rockies doing battle. This is a total that I wound up closing at twelve. This thing is falling like a rock with regards to the in-game total, so that is very intriguing to take a look at. And then other game that's currently live: the Philadelphia Phillies. And for those of you guys that listen to my baseball podcast called the Baseball Betting Show, you're able to catch that on the Vison Best Bets feed. I'm going to have on there Ryan Rossin, who does a great job with our Philadelphia CityCast here at VSEN. We're going to talk a little bit more about this, the firing of Joe Girardi, what have you. But Philadelphia Phillies looking to go two and zero in the post Girardi era. They're up by kind of five to two. They wound up being able to jump all over Michael Lorenzen in the first inning, total of eight and a half. So you want to be having this total over? You are probably feeling very good about it on the in the beginning part of the game right now. Probably not necessarily so well. So. That's what we've right now got with regards to Major League Baseball. Coming up next, we got to take a little bit of a look as to what we're getting out there on the ice as they're getting set to begin the third period with regards to the Avalanche and the Oilers. And then we've also got a Game 3 between the Rangers and the Lightning to take a look at right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on v the Sports Bang Network.
0: renters you can use angie too for moving installations or cleaning angie can even help with extremely specific projects just tell them what you need and angie will find the right solution for you get started at angie.com that's ang com, or download the app today
3: the 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to americans and yet
0: VSIN,
3: the Sports Betting Network. The VSIN Summer Specialist here. For just $39, you get everything VSIN has to offer from now until the end of July. The next few months, they're going to be filled with the best betting content in the business right here at vsin.com. So we want subscribers to have access to all of it, including Adam Burke's daily best bet emails. You've got John von Tobo; He's got you all the way through the NBA Finals with his best bets. And going to be coming up on this show in about an hour. And Andy McNeil, he's got you covered out there on the ice with the Stanley Cup playoffs. Plus, we've got you covered with regards to the NFL preseason, getting you set for the season, golf, UFC, USFL, NASCAR. We've got a little bit of everything there as well. And if you want the full VSIN experience, which includes daily best bet emails, every edition of points for weekly use of our betting tools and live video streaming, it's just $39 to be a subscriber now through July 31st. You're able to sign up at VSIN.com. Summer as it is a Greg Peterson experience right here on Vison the Sports Bank Network and mentioned it a minute ago that if you were on the over in Phillies versus Angels you were probably not feeling so great about how things were going if you wound up having the over because the game was five to one in the top of the third inning and then the game just wound up tying but have no fear Yoan Camargo makes this a go go over the total as he winds up getting an RBI single it is now seven to two in the bottom of the eighth inning. His total winds up closing in a lot of places, right around an eight and a half. So you are able to get there on the over. So good news there. And I was mentioning a little bit before that we were seeing a low-scoring slog in Colorado. And I wasn't speaking about the hockey game. I was speaking about the MLB zero to zero between the Rockies and the Atlanta Braves. Well, we got a little bit of a lower-scoring game between the Colorado Avalanche and the Edmonton Oilers. This is currently two to one. Third period wound beginning. So. We've got about 16 minutes left in this one. Looks like the Colorado Avalanche are going to have a little bit of a power play here, so going to be keeping our eyes there. The live total on this game is five and a half, but the juice way way on the under. You have to lay minus two twenty-five live on the under. I mean, I'm not saying that I advocate for an over here, but I can't really justify taking a live total laying minus two twenty-five, especially. If you wind up getting, like, one goal here, you wind up getting empty net situations. That's just a little bit rough, and I do feel like the sevens that we've been seeing in this series, they wound up going a little bit too far. This was a big overreaction to what we wound up seeing in game one, where in game one, everyone and their brother was scoring a goal in this one. It was eight to six. I mean, these guys, they're better goalies than to deserve a total of seven, in my opinion. Now, this is a Colorado Avalanche team that... They have become the favorites to be able to win the Stanley Cup and rightfully so because this team has been rocking and rolling and with the Tampa Bay Lightning down by a count of two to zero in their series. But I will say in a minute, do not count this team out. This is the heart of a champion. They wound up snapping a streak of, I believe it was, 18 straight times in which they wound up losing a playoff game. They were able to come back with a win that was the biggest streak that we've seen in pretty much all four of the major sports this century. So got to give them a lot of credit where the credit is due and going into the day the avalanche minus 160 to be able to win the Stanley Cup at BetMGM MGM I think that that's a little bit lofty but certainly it's an avalanche team that right now in this game they're looking pretty rock solid and overall for just being able to win they do look good minus 160 good I don't I can't get behind that at this point but that said this has been a very solid avalanche team and I do think that if you're looking live I mean I would probably just wind up for the sake of the number taking a look at the over of five and a half at a plus one seventy five. But that said, I would not want to be necessarily diving in on that. But if you do take a look at what we're gonna be getting on Sunday. And I just mentioned it with the Tampa Bay Lightning. They are finding themselves in a lot of places right around about a minus one seventy-five favorite against the New York Rangers. And it's a little bit of apo taco to use a baseball term here as to what we're seeing on these two teams because the Lightning they're used to being up. They want just completely throttling the Florida Panthers in the previous series. and The New York Rangers are a team that they've had to be sort of the little engine that thought that they could. They wanted getting down a little bit in their series. They were able to battle back. Now the shoe is on the other foot, and I think that the Tampa Bay Lightning are going to come out, I think that they're going to be able to do a solid job in this one. I can't advocate for a puck line of plus 150, but you got to feel like Andre Vasilevsky who's been just so dominant as a goaltender. We wound up seeing what he was doing against the Florida Panthers. You figured there would be a little bit of regression because, I mean, this was a Florida Panthers team that was one of the most dominant offensive teams that we've seen in the last few years in all of hockey, and he just completely shut them down. But I also think that this is going to be a spot in which we're going to see really both of these goaltenders really coming out and giving their best because you take a look at what you're shanking has been able to do all postseason long. This guy's been nothing short of absolutely terrific. I mean, being able to stone the Tampa Bay Lightning the way that he has in the first two games of this series, it has been absolutely tremendous. He's given up approximately two goals in each of the last four games if you're taking a look back to that series against the Carolina Panthers, by the way. And we did wind up noticing it with the Rangers. Early on in regards to the playoffs, they've had a little bit of a tough time being able to perform on the road. They were able to get it done in Game 7 against the Carolina Panthers, and or the Carolina Hurricanes. And with regards to that hurricane series in general, that was a series in which home ice advantage wound up meaning a whole heck a lot. But I do think that we could wind up seeing something very similar here. And something that I've just noticed this postseason is that the home team has really been able to come through and has really been able to do a tremendous job. It has been a case of which it's been a little bit of a reversal because typically when you take a look at major sports, College basketball by far is the biggest with regards to home court slash home field. Insert your ice here. It's just one of those cases in which college basketball is always the one that you have to put at number one. You wind up having those rowdy college students out there in the crowd. You wind up having the fans all on top of you. That winds up making the biggest difference. Football in general, you wind up getting a stadium packed with 70,000 plus people. That typically winds up making a three-point difference with regards to the spread itself. Typically, with regards to the NFL, in college football, it's going to vary a little bit more because there are some schools that they just draw a little bit better than others. Same goes for college basketball as well, but that's typically a little bit more meaningful. And then you take a look at baseball and hockey, and it's a little bit more of a variance situation, in my opinion, just because with Major League Baseball, take a look at a team like uh, the Colorado Rockies that they wind up playing at Elevation. You have to weigh that a little bit more than a team like, for instance, I hate to bring it up, but the Oakland A's who aren't drawing flies at their games, well, You're going to give a little bit more of an edge to the folks over there at Coors Field rather than the Oakland A's for a home field advantage. You have to still take into account the travel as well. Those teams going from east to west, that's always a little bit of a burden on them, especially a team like the Boston Red Sox, who, by the way, were able to get the job done on Friday. But that said, I do think that that is something that you always want to be weighing. So NHL always has been a little bit more towards the bottom of my list in terms of home ice advantage. But we have seen it be very, very meaningful in these entire playoffs and if I'm looking at anything right now I'm taking a look at the under because I do think that the Tampa Bay Lightning should be able to get it done not sure if I want to lay between minus 170 and minus 175 especially thinking that this is going to be a tight close one goal game you're probably going to have a little bit of an opportunity one way or the other with regards to an open and net if a team is down by one with two minutes left to go you can obviously get that last goal and if you're looking to play the long game, that could be a little bit more profitable. If you're looking at just this game and this game only, I'm sure that there's quite a few people, much like myself, that they just don't get into hockey as much until we wind up getting into the playoffs because, I mean, Stanley Cup playoff hockey. It is absolutely amazing, and we're just seeing how amazing it is right now. So that's a goal for the Edmonton Oilers. It is now 2-2. Two two. We wind up hearing some woos out there in the sportsbook, so here we go. It is 2 to 2. And like I was saying, that in game total of 5.5. If I was looking at anything, I was looking at the over because, well, I wasn't willing to lay at minus 225. i don't under, I could tell you that much. But that was Ryan McLeod who winds up getting that goal. So that is, so it looks like I believe that he wound up scoring that goal. I'll need to refresh in a second. But that winds up nodding this thing up by a count of two to two so we're going to be taking a look at this as we wind up going along but a big giant goal for the Edmonton Oilers to be able to beat the keeper on that one so I'm going to be keeping you guys up to date there but in terms of the lightning still don't think that we can be able to bury this team and if you're taking a look at a series price as well I think that this might be actually a very valuable time to be able to take a look at it because just whenever you wind up seeing a team get down two to zero regardless of the sport, you're going to be able to find a little bit more value. Like right now in the NBA finals, you've got the Warriors down one to zero and all of a sudden you're able to find a good plus price. I think that that is relatively worth it, but you do take a look at the Tampa Bay lightning plus two ten to be able to win this series. As they always say, the series doesn't wind up starting until the home team winds up losing. Well, home team is yet to lose. And I believe that this home ice was actually decided by wins in regulation during the regular season. So, And that goes to show you just how tight these two teams were during the regular season. But I do think that that playoff experience, just being a team that has been there in general with the Tampa Bay Lightning, the Ric Flair mentality of in order to be the champ, you got to beat the champ. That is something that comes into play here. If I'm looking at anything, I'm looking at the Lightning. But what is a little bit more juicy to me just because... Then, well you're having to lay much less on it. it is the under of five and a half in this one so we're going to be keeping up with everything that we've got with regards to the oilers and the avalanche along with if we wind up seeing anything breaking with regards to rangers and lightning for tomorrow as well here on the show but coming up next we're going to be going back to the diamond as we've got some props with regards to seasonal long awards and i do think that the cy young race in the national league has really heated up we're going to be getting into that next right here on vcin the sports betting network
0: Peterson himself on VSN, the Sports Betting Network.
3: Baseball predictions made brighter. Join the Born in a Ballpark Challenge presented by Blue Moon to compete for free for cash all season long. Enter into weekly prediction pools to fight for your share of $62,500. Total cash prizes. Head on over to DraftKings.com Blue Moon now to join in on the action. Blue Moon made brighter. 21 years or older. Terms and conditions. That other eligibility restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com for details. And as per usual, please do drink responsibly. As yes. this is a Greg Peterson experience right here on Veasan, the sports betting network. And I know that in the previous show, with regards to everything that was going on with James James Salinas and Brady Cannon, they were doing a lot of updates with regards to what we're seeing in terms of college baseball and what we're seeing with regards to some of these regional finals that we've got going on in terms of the college baseball world series. And I will be honest with you right now. I am not a college baseball handicapper at all. So I just wanted to see what was going on with my, with everything that was going on with this. And i now know why I'm not a college baseball handicapper. Every single total on the board is North of 10 and they're all seemingly going over right now. I mean, I was taking a look at some of these scores. The Vanderbilt versus New Mexico State game, you wound up seeing Vanderbilt win by kind of 21 to 1. Right now, we've got Virginia Tech and Columbia doing battle. Columbia is out there in Blacksburg, Virginia, currently getting destroyed. 21 to 3. You're noticing a whole bunch of big giant favorites. Tell me the last time you saw a baseball game and you wound up seeing a team, and I'm not even kidding here, a minus 1200. Favorite. We wound up seeing that with Wake Forest versus LIU Brooklyn and the Blackbirds. Actually, the former Blackbirds, now the Sharks, wound up losing by kind of 10 to 4. Total of 13.5. Rough beat there if you want to taking it under. So it's very, very harebrained. And I mentioned that Vanderbilt game. It wasn't even the biggest throttling that we wound up seeing today. That'd be Georgia Hofstra. 24 to 1. Good grief. I mean, this is exactly why. I'm glad that I'm not a college baseball handicapper, and as we are doing this right now, one of the few underdogs that is providing any sort of resistance whatsoever, that'd be the Campbell Fighting Camels. They wound up closing as right around a $4 underdog. Right now, they're in a dogfight with Tennessee, 8-7, Tennessee. I believe that they wound up entering into the ninth inning tied. They've been able to put up a run on the board, total of 12. That's going to wind up going over, but boy oh boy these games are just absolutely insane you're seeing some very wild and ridiculous numbers with regards to the money line and right now none of the underdogs are coming through so it's going to be very interesting to take a look at this moving forward and if you're expecting a spreadsheet from me with regards to college baseball I'm gonna stick to Major League Baseball right now and when it comes to Major League Baseball Something else I'm going to be sticking to is taking a look at just some of these players on a day in and day out basis as I have to interrupt this baseball fodder for what we want to see in the NHL. The Colorado Avalanche have just scored. It is now three to two with looks like about seven or so minutes remaining in this one as this game has gotten very high scoring in a hurry. I was talking about hmm, this seven seemed a little bit high and now we're starting to see why. The total wound up being at seven with regards to this game as the Avalanche, they're able to get a goal. I'll try to check in to see who wound up being able to get the goal for anyone that winds up having some sort of at any goal prop or anything like that, but it's now three to two. Colorado Avalanche are in the lead with about seven minutes and some odd seconds remaining. So certainly things have gotten interesting there. And once again, this is why I told you the live five and a half, probably not something that you wanted to lay minus two twenty-five with on the under because boy, things have really been able to open up as it was JT Crumper who wound up being able to get the goal. So you wound up having him on an 80 time goal. you made yourself some money. But that said, with regards to the MLB, we've got some Cy Young award, we've got some Cy Young props by DraftKings that we wound up having. And these are prior to Friday night's games. And I think that this is going to illustrate just how much these numbers are going to wind up moving based on start to start, because if you take a look at what we wound up having prior to Friday, and you may recall yesterday in the MLB, we wound up having Corbin Burns wind up going up against Joe Musgrove in what was really a good battle, and if you're taking a look at Burns prior to that start, it was anywhere between plus 320 to plus 325, that MGM had a plus 325, DraftKings had a plus 320. Joe Musgrove was at a plus 950 at DraftKings, more like 10-1 to 1 at BetMGM. You got to figure that when these wind up getting reposted because typically a lot of books, they aren't going to be having these up when games are actually going on. So I do not wind up having updated numbers. But Joe Musgrove, who has now completed at least six innings in every one of his starts this season, while up delivering eight scoreless in a massive win. Got to figure that he's going to be at minimum in the top two at this point. You got to put him ahead of Carlos Rodon. In my opinion, you got to put him ahead of Sandy Alcantara at this point as well. Corbin Burns probably deserves to be the favorite, but he got banged around like a pinata yesterday. He gave up five runs in three and two-thirds innings, and I do think that taking a look at a lot of these markets, a lot of it does wind up having to come down to timing. I'm also sort of laughing at the fact that Brandon Woodruff at MGM was 25-1 to going into yesterday. Got north of five ERA, and he's on the injured list. He is not winning this award, unless he winds up coming back in the second half, and he winds up sort of having like a Bob Gibson-like second half in which he winds up going a complete game every single time out, which, I mean, I guess it's possible, but I don't want to be betting on that, but I do think that it's interesting taking a look at the National League Cy Young Award because, I mean, Walker Buehler, he wound up being right around like 10 to 11 to 1 in a lot of spots prior to tonight's starts. We're going to be checking in on him. He wound up closing at minus 180, but he hasn't necessarily been too terrific, but I do think that there's some good value options out there. Corbin Burns was the runaway number one guy in terms of this, but if you take a look at what Zach Wheeler has done ever since his rough first, we're going to call it three starts of the season. He wound up having a truncated spring training. It's really been a theme of these guys that they don't wind up getting in their work prior to the season, and they wind up coming back a little bit cold. They didn't necessarily look like themselves. Now Zach Wheeler is starting to roll. He wound up going six innings today, gave up two runs, punched out nine, didn't wind up giving up any home runs. Not necessarily one of those starts that is going to be a banner moment for him, but once again, now lowers his ERA to a 3-1-4 ever since those first three starts. He's been posting up right around 2 ERA. Could be a little bit of value there. A guy that I absolutely love. I don't think that he's going to win the award. I would say that if anything, the max that you want to put on this is like a tenth of a unit or something like that. But Zach Gallen finding himself right around 18 to 19 to 1. This guy has been nothing short of phenomenal right now. He has given up more than two runs once this season. His walks per nine rate has gone from 3.6 down to 2. We're going to be outlining the game that he's going to be having on Sunday a little bit later on the show against the uh, Pittsburgh Pirates. This is a guy that has been absolutely incredible. He might be a little bit of a value play, so I, I think that he's worth taking a look at. He's not going to wind up winning the Cy Young Award, but if you're looking a little bit more for Rookie of the Year, Mackenzie Gore, who wanted coming out and delivered an absolutely masterful start for the San Diego Padres. He's a guy that's worth taking a look at and. It's refreshing to be able to have these conversations because you may recall out there in the American League last year with regards to the Cy Young, it wound up going to Robbie Ray, and Robbie Ray was probably one of the least deserving members of the Cy Young Award Club that I've ever seen. He was giving up right around a home run and half per nine innings, and I mean, did he have a good year? Yes, but that also led to him being very badly overvalued this year with the Seattle Mariners. by the way. Going to be talking about the Seattle Mariners a little bit later. I'm not feeling too good about their prospects going down on Sunday. And that also leads to what we're seeing out there in the American League, Cy Young, as well as right now, the league leader in terms of ERA, he's not even registering with regards to the Cy Young votes as 20 to one or better. What I think is interesting, and these are via DraftKings, what we wind up seeing from them, plus 425 going to yesterday's what you were finding, Justin Verlander at Jay McLean, and it was your number two option. At six to one, and then from there, Nestor Cortez and Garrett Cole both at seven to one. I would take Nestor Cortez right now if I had to pick between those two guys, but Martin Perez wanted giving up four earned runs in his last eight starts. He's not even on this list. I mean, that means that he's 25 to 1 or greater. That's absolutely ridiculous. Now, is Martin Perez probably gonna regress? Yes, it is unsustainable to give up four earned runs over the course of eight starts, especially not necessarily being a massive swing and miss guy. Should he right now be behind Tariq Skubal at twenty to one? Should he be behind Dylan Cease at nineteen to one? Should he be behind Shane Bieber's at twenty five to one? Absolutely not. And now we're at the point of the season, which I think small sample size can be thrown out a little bit more. Once again, I mean there are candidates for regression and. Certainly, Martín Pérez is one of them, but to put him north of 25 to one, being the league leader in terms of ERA, that to me is a little bit off base. So I think that that's going to be intriguing to take a look at. you Otani still showing up as the number six slash seven option, depending upon where you're looking. He's in a lot of places, right around 15 to one, 16 to one. I think that there's a little bit more value with him being the MVP. He's just one of those interesting guys in which. He's always going to be like a top 25 pitcher. He's always going to be a top 25 batter. Just him being able to put it together and being number one in either of those categories, I think might be asking a little bit too much. But I think that's it. really interesting to take a look at this National League MVP award as well. as I've got some shots. I've got some thoughts as to whether or not we should be taking a look at Paul Goldschmidt, Mookie Betts, or someone else off the board as well. And I'll also be updating what we've all been seeing out there in Major League Baseball as well as we've got some good late night action going down on the diamond. So we're going to be hitting pod odds to be able to win MVP. And what we've got here on this Saturday next right here on V-SEN, v the Sports Bank Network.
4: From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God,
0: Sports betting Network.
3: Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit Beaston.com to check out the current betting splits data. The betting splits page will show you where the money and the bets are moving for every single game, and now it is updated every 10 minutes, so that way you can see changes in all the action. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets, where the money does not match up with the public opinion as well, and you can check out not just today's action, but Future events as well, betting splits are another way that v is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. So check out today's betting splits for every single game now at v as it is the Greg Peterson experience right here on v the Sports Betting Network. And in the last segment, wanted want to take a look at some of these Cy Young Award sort of props that we've got out there at BetMGM along with DraftKings. And I want to give you guys a little bit of an update as I know that some of you guys are sweating out this baseball action. We are not going to see another game that goes 0-0 zero to zero into extra innings at Coors, unfortunately. It is one to 1-0. Colorado Rockies are in the lead. We are going into the bottom of the fifth inning there. And if you're looking at the live total, well, it's dropped a little bit. Typically, you don't find a live total of 6.5 at Coors Field, but that's what we're finding right now with the Rockies we certainly finding themselves a minus 160 favorite as they are up by one run going into the bottom of the fifth inning. And then in this Cardinals versus St. Louis, or this St. Louis Cardinals versus Chicago Cubs game right now, still three to three. We are in the bottom of the ninth inning as the Cubs They've got ups. They're currently uh, down to their final out before we wind up going into extra innings. And for anyone that is sweating out and under right now, you don't want to see extra innings because that means that the ghost runner winds up coming in the only professional sport in pretty much North America. That winds up simulating a result to begin an in editing putting a man on second, completely changing the rules of the game. It is absolutely terrible, but that is what we've got here. If, in case you're wondering how I feel about the ghost runner. So we've got that going on. So hopefully we can wind up just avoiding the ghost runner in any way humanly possible, but you're probably going to be staring at that game going into extra innings. And right now the live total is a, I believe seven and a half. It appears and that's actually, if that is the case, that's very smart as this is a ball that, it comes up just short. Hits the wall. Ian Happ is on second base. So, we got the Cubs with a man in scoring position with two outs in the ninth inning. We'll be keeping you guys up to date there. And when it comes to Mets and Dodgers, is the bottom of the second inning. Currently, 1-1 to is the count. And we've got to talk about the LA Dodgers and the fact that they've got a guy that is currently in the running. With regards to the MVP voting, if you're looking live, the Dodgers minus 265 favorites. Your total on this game live is 9.5. This is one that wound up closing at 8.5. We've seen a little bit of scoring thus far, and the Dodgers, they're threatening once again. So I'll be keeping you guys up to date all throughout the program with this one. But that said, when it comes to the LA Dodgers, you do have, oh, and there is an empty net goal for the Colorado Avalanche. It is to 4-2. The live over with about 16 minutes remaining of five and a half that was at plus 175. That hits. And now the Edmonton Oilers fans are leaving as they are in disgust. 24 seconds, Avalanche, they're up by a count of 42. They're going to go and take a 3-0 lead, and it looks like the Edmonton Oilers, they are going to be the Peruvial pumpkin. If you're wondering, that is a dodgeball line, and that's where you wind up hearing Pepper say, I sure do love pumpkins, Scotten." But that said, it looks like it's over for the Oilers and the Avalanche who wind up opening up a minus 160 favorite to win the Stanley Cup entering the day. Got to figure that they're going to be going even further upwards with regards to their odds as they have been absolutely steamrolling in this series. But that said, you do take a look at, The odds to be able to win the National League MVP, which I set out to do five minutes ago going into the segment. Now we're actually going to be hitting them, but according to what we wind up having, entering into Friday's action, you wind up seeing Manny Machado at DraftKings be a very slight favorite at plus 290 at BetMGM. Mookie Betts was the slight favorite at plus $3. I don't see why these guys are so close. Now Manny Machado he has been able to do a great job in terms of batting average. He has been hitting right around a 340 to a 350 all season long. And to his credit, this series that we're seeing against the Milwaukee Brewers should be a lot about his cause because the one knock that I've really had with the San Diego Padres is that they've been off to this really good start. But you know what? Who have they really been playing? They wound up getting handed a couple of cream puff teams like the Cincinnati Reds and company. Now they're starting to play some good competition. They're starting to back it up, so I'm feeling much more warm on the San Diego Padres now than even just 48 hours ago, so this has been a very good run of things for them, but that said, you take a look at what Mookie Betts is doing at the leadoff spot. He's hitting darn near 300. He has been able to belt out the bomb, 16 home runs, only Aaron Judge right now winds up having more than him, and Mookie Betts, he might be the best fielder that I've wound up seeing in quite a long time. I mean, this guy... Winds up impacting the game in so many different ways. He does a little bit more with his feet to be able to get on base as well, being able to seal some bases. Um I think that that's something that should be to his credit. And then Paul Goldschmidt has been anywhere between plus six fifty to plus eight dollars. You're seeing him at MG, MGM at eight, eight to one. He did wind up having his hit streak of, I believe it was twenty five games stabbed to today. But I don't understand why Paul Goldschmidt is right now at eight to one. You take a look at how incredible this guy has been this year. He's hitting right around a 340 to a 345. He's got a double digit amount of homers. I, mean, I don't know where the St. Louis Cardinals team would be without him. He has been really the straw that stirs the drink for a St. Louis Cardinals team that if the season ended today. I believe that they would be the wild card out there in the National League. He's been able to do an absolutely amazing job. I think that you do have some relatively solid value there. And you just take a look down the list Bryce Harper at a plus 900. His, his numbers are there with regards to a hitting perspective, but you have to be a little bit mindful of the injuries that he's going through. I would not be able to back him until, you know, a little bit more there. Nolan Arenado, 12 to 1. Well, he's not even the best player on his own team. I think that we can write that off a little bit. Juan Soto at 18 to 1. This is just a dead bet right here. I mean, Juan Soto wanted coming in right around plus 300 coming into the season to be able to win the MVP. And that made no sense to me whatsoever because you knew that this Washington national team was going to be sorry. They've been even more sorry than we expected. He's right now got 10 home runs and like 20 RBI. He's right now just a man that is trying to do a little bit too much at the plate because he doesn't wind up having a lot of support around him. I mean, that pitching staff, they're just like seven, seven gas cans. They're all lined up. They're all terrible. It's not a good situation whatsoever. This is a national team that they're probably going to lose at least 90 games, and, and baseball's a little bit different, unlike what you wind up seeing in, like, the NBA, typically the NFL, a team that doesn't wind up winning the, or making the playoffs. They do typically wind up having a little bit of a shot to be able to get the MVP, but you can't be this sorry of a team and be like Juan Soto is currently hitting right around at 230 and expect to have any shot whatsoever being able to get this award. That is something that you just can't wind up taking a look at if you're looking for guys a little bit off the beaten path, I don't know if you necessarily have one at this point. And you could wind up seeing someone get really hot towards back half of the season. I see CJ Cron over there at 25-1. to 1. I think that voters are going to take a look at it and realize, oh, he's hitting all of his home runs at Coors Field. Shock, shock, surprise, surprise. That's why his numbers are where they are, so that's going to wind up hurting him a little bit. Jock Peterson is someone that's not on this list. He's been able to deliver 13 home runs despite the fact that He's been dealing with a couple of ailments, so I think that that could be worth maybe a little bit of a flyer right there, but certainly you're winding up getting into some real long shots from there, and then if you take a look at the American League side of things, Joey Otani's at plus 225. Hey, this is right now the guy that you've got to be taking a look at, even though Aaron Judge has been leading the league in home runs. Joey Otani has a double-digit amount of bombs, and he's a top-20 starting pitcher in the league. That just is a very hard combo to wind up going up against. Mike Trout is at a plus 450 with the LA Angels currently riding this cataclysmically bad losing streak. I would say that you should be able to get better numbers from there, but Jose Ramirez, 12 to one. This guy right now leads the league in RBI. This Cleveland guardians team would be absolutely nowhere without him right now. If they're able to even stay in the playoff hunt, he is worth a little bit of value right there. Byron bucks in at 20 to one. I would love it. If he would be able to stay healthy, he's just a guy that he winds up getting hurt. And, I mean, it's hard to give an award to a guy who has only played like 40 games thus far this season, and he's hitting right around at 215. I and mean, his on-base percentage is lower than a 300. When he was out there and he was firing also in his first 26, 27 games of the season for him, I mean, he was looking terrific. He, in the last like two to three weeks, has just stumbled way downhill. He needs to, for one, stay completely healthy the remainder of the season. And for two, he needs to put up just some absolutely massive numbers to have any sort of shot whatsoever. What I find very intriguing is that J.D. Martinez is not on this list. Now, he's a designated error, and it's going to need to be a case which the Boston Red Sox are going to need to really make a run towards the second half of the season. They want up getting off to a little bit of a rough start. They seem to be riding the ship, though. They have actually been very hot over the last month or so. The fact that J.D. Martinez, who's hitting a 353 right now, is outside of this list, and that cutoff line is 40-1. to 1. I mean, there's a little bit of value there. I'm not saying that J.D. Martinez is going to be winning this award or anything like that, but if you're able to get him at north of 40-1, to 1, that there's value there. This guy is one of the best hitters out there in the big leagues. If he winds up getting on a Herculean stretch on the Red Sox, wind up going on a big winning streak, you've got yourself a very solid situation there. So that's why I'm taking a look at with regards to the MVP awards that are coming in next. We're going to dive into Sunday's MLB card. I'll give you guys my DK Nation pick right here on VSim Esports Bang Network.